and welcome to another fun-filled episode of AMB Sports Media, the podcast. My name is AJ. And I am Bill. And let's get right into the news. Oh my god, we're going to go in, well, well, the news, but then we're going into today in sports history first, though. Well, I consider that news. That is, that is current, that is events. Because that's news to us. That is news, yes. So we're going to start with the first one, because I'm just going to go with the oldest one in 1910. God and damn. keep in mind, we are recording live on July 31st, 2023. We're going to try to start recording on Mondays. And we'll probably, probably push them out Tuesdays. But if we can. De- yeah. But depending on how, depending on how you know, the yeah. football season kind of goes that's, to it. That's what it we're setting be, a new schedule for. Yeah, I might, might need Ooh. to work a little kinks well, out before we night. Before we start with the news, I'm sorry. We do have an update real quick. We were supposed to have a guest of uh, this episode. However, due to scheduling conflicts on our own end, we're going to save them for next episode. Yes. We're also relocating at this point. Oh, my God. To a different um, studio where we'll be able to, you know, record live and yell obscenities without any shame. Without any shame. Yep. July 31st, 1910, Tour de France. Octave Lapise of France wins just by four points from Team Alkion, teammate Francis Faber of Luxembourg. I had no idea there was scoring in the Tour de France. It's a bicycle racing thing. I don't get that. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's how many people you hit. There's a lot of Tour de France stuff <laughs> going on here, so we're going to skip that. The inter In 1932, the International Lawn Tennis Challenge wow. in Paris, France. We're doubling up in France today. Home team wins sixth straight title as Jean Barata beats American Wilmer Allison for a 3-1 to one, or 3-2 to two series. And we're going to do one last thing when it comes to birthdays in the sports. Hank Bauer, 1922 to 2007. Proud of you, Hank. Way to go, Hank. All right, moving on from that in our day in sports history to the news. To the news. Um, bef- well, again, before we get in the news, well, this is kind of news, too. This is news. Um, obviously, follow us on X. Ah, on yes. X. X. Yeah, at Ooh. AB Sports Media. X. Um, yeah, a lot of people have not been too happy about that. And Love I know this thing. I hate you so much. Um, and a lot of people haven't really been happy with it because, like, it just it doesn't make sense. This is, like, the most the well-known fun. brand. I'm literally Twitter. laughing my ass off because if you, you – the app, yes, it changed to X. Mm-hmm. But when you're on, you know, the website – It still says It still Twitter. says Twitter.com slash home. 100%. Way they, to go. But they actually put up a, a sign on their, their headquarters, and, like, it was, like, flashing bright and everything. There's apartments right across from it. Yeah. They actually just took it down. That, that, I bet. I saw the videos of it. It looked like the fucking sun at one point. Yeah, it was just – it. that was just it's dumb. Insane. But, yes, please follow us on X, you know, Twitter, um, at AB Sports Media. Um, but you'll see a lot of stuff that's on that's on Twitter. You, you, it's, it's We're Twitter. calling it Twitter. It's always going to be Twitter. It's Twitter. Um, a lot of stuff on Twitter, and there was a reason for it. Uh, Kelly Greens are out. Yes, They've, they are. They finally showed them, and they did not disappoint. <laughs> the The Eagles' Twitter was actually um, trolling a lot of people consistently. Just like they knew we all wanted it. Yes, we do. Then they kept being like, "Oh wow!" Like, uh, just imagine having to wait for the Kelly Greens. We're all like, "Oh, go fuck I know. yourself!" But they, like, come on, hurry up, please. But they did not disappoint, and they are one of the. Like highest grossing uh, jerseys right now, um, but they actually going to wear them on my birthday against the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I could not the be Dolphins more excited. And the Bills, I think they're doing. Yeah, it. they're doing the Bills too. That's 
Uh, so the, the first one, the Dolphins, will be October 22nd, and then the Bills are going to be November 26th. Uh, both home games, and if they lose either of the home games, I'll actually cry. Those aren't bad. Uh, no, they're not. We'll keep that in mind. Definitely keep that in I've mind. I've been researching tickets for a very long time for Eagles games. There's two games that we have to at least go to. The Vikings, for not even for the home opener. It's tradition. not about that. It's tradition. Tradition. The second will be the Miami Dolphins because our one friend's a fan and we want to see him lose and we want to point and laugh at him. And it's also my birthday, so I want to point and laugh at him on my birthday as well. That's fair. We can do that too. <laughs> um... But, yeah, so the Kelly Greens came out, and, like, everyone was so ecstatic. And, of course, in, in typical Philly fashion, the Eagles fans, so they, they announced the Kelly Greens, and then a day later on Sunday, they had pretty much the, um, like, the, the pro shop yeah. fitted with them and everything, and they, it was going to open at 9 a.m. People were tailgating at 3 a.m. Yeah. 3 a.m. Yeah. And the Eagles Twitter actually tweeted out, like, a, a post from one of the Eagles fans where it was, like, green jello shots. For the tailgate at the pro shop. And it was just, I was, I'm was, i just so proud of my city. Getting shit done. That we sit out at 3 a.m. for jerseys. For Kelly Green jerseys. Hell no, yeah. no, I'm not we'll even We'll make an no. event for anything. But actually, too, so there was uh, people sitting outside the Cherry Hill pro shop as well. I forgot there was a pro shop in our own neighborhood. So did I, but a lot of people were actually uh, t- uh, tailgating that as I well. There, then. Yeah, but <laughs> there was one lady who actually was tailgating. She was, like, first in line. And they were just asking her, like, hey, did you take off work for anything? She was like, uh, no, I've been here since 3 a.m. Sorry, Wells Fargo. Don't worry, I'll be there. I got to work Drake tonight. So it's just uh, – I, I, yeah. I mean, if it's just for, like, the jerseys or you're tailgating, like, yeah, just don't take off. Just, just say $99 for a men's Nike Jalen Hurts, Kelly Green, Philadelphia Eagles alternate legend player jersey. That Only $99? Only $99. Right. I don't know what the difference between – the men's Nike Jalen Hurts Kelly Green Philadelphia Eagles alternate game player jersey. Ah, alternate game player and alternate legend player. There's a difference between game player and legend player. What's the difference? No fucking clue. <laughs> the um, only thing I see is the inside ones. Like look it, at the top. It, it yeah, might it might just shoulders. be a different. Yeah, the shoulders maybe uh, because if it's a game jersey, maybe it's designed for the uh, shoulder pads. So you would get an authentic yeah, one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, so job. that that adds on another. Forty dollars, right there. It's I'm a hundred percent getting uh, the I'm Kelly get Green the legend one, but you're gonna I, the, the, that's the ninety nine one. Yeah, not of Hertz though. Of who? Who do you think? I have to be original. Elliot. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the bitch is they don't have one for Jake Elliot. They so will. I, they will. It might not be up yet. But. I have to reach out or I have to go to the pro shop and maybe custom order one. Well, because today they were actually having trouble with um like uh, so many people wanted oh, to yeah. get like jerseys and everything Crash. and it was crashing and they only showed AJ Brown and they didn't have a Brian Dawkins one ready to go. Yeah, no. So Represent. like they're they're slowly like pushing out like more players Swing. out there. So that's that's good to know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really cool too because Swing. now. Like Kelsey. the most, the highest, um, the top four selling jerseys right now, respectively. Number one is Jalen Hurts, the yeah. Kelly Green one. Makes sense. Number two is Sauce Gardner. Uh, Gardner. I don't know how to say Gardner. Sauce awesome. Gardner. Uh, number three is Derrick Henry. Makes sense. Uh, but that was their um, throwback jerseys as well. Number four is Justin Jefferson. But it's funny that it, as soon as what the fans that. want, in what color they want it in. Yeah. It becomes the number one selling jersey in Jalen Hurts, and that's awesome. Yeah. And they have most of the players, but if you can't find your player, though, just you can do the custom one. Make your custom one. Don't forget this, too, even though I shouldn't be bringing this up. <laughs> and that's only because I want to win, and I love you all. But, again, American capitalism, fuck you. I want mine. 
There is a Kelly Green sweepstakes. If you go on yes. the Eagles website, they have a sweepstakes to get a signed Eagles jersey for Jalen Hurts, two tickets to the Miami game, Ooh. and you also get to go on the field for the pregame fight, uh, Eagles fight song. Yeah, so I, already, I signed up. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, so I already, did. I already said if I win, we're going. And so, if you win, we're going. And you can't take anyone else because I will kill you if you do. So for uh, early birthday present, just sign me up. Like, you yeah. just sign up for, as me under your email. And if we win, then we both get to go. All right, fine. I'll sit in the corner and cry, but that's Nice. Fair. Let's go. Uh-huh. Thanks. I'm going to send so many videos to you. <laughs> um, You're lucky I have six emails. <laughs> Well, we also have this one, We have too. the work email. We yes, do, it's yeah. Seven. There you go. I'm taking that one. Fuck it. <laughs> um, sticking on Jalen Hurts, too, yes. something that I thought was really cool was they had um, they obviously had their um, uh, training camp, you know, kind of talent show. It used to be a talent show. Yeah. And now most people are just singing anyway. Um, and a, a cool little note that a lot of people were catching on to was that Jalen Hurts' background for his, his phone was the picture of him walking off the Super Bowl with the the confetti? Oh. So he is locked in, yeah, he's and he actually ready to go. he actually did this um, when he was in college too. When they lost to Alabama, I forget to who it was the exact it was almost the exact same type of thing. Okay, and guess what they did the very next year? They won. They won. They won right. the whole thing. So hoping that history repeats because. I mean, dude, any time, now that we have Jalen Hurts and he's only getting – and all throughout training camp, they're saying, like, he just looks a lot better too, which is crazy considering, like, where he was last year. Like, just him only getting better is going to be so much fun to watch. But having him, man, that we're, we're going to be playoff contenders for a minute. What? You took, uh, a, you took a gasp. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Every day I also – because I am trying to spend money like I don't have it. Because I only live once. Hell yeah. I've been looking into Eagles uh, season tickets for the past three years. Um, I understand. I'm on the wait list, and there is over, I think it's 90,000 people from the last email that I got. Sounds about right. So I'm not getting on there until I'm like 80. Um, Keep in mind, aren't the people that are on that list, don't technically their children get priority? I don't know. I hope not, because fuck them kids. Um, yeah. And if you have kids, I'm terribly sorry, but I want tickets. Uh, but there's also the SBL option where you can go online and they have a whole website within the Eagles organization where you can buy the uh, seat license for, you know, season tickets. The problem is it's very fucking expensive. Um, the most expensive tickets, which I actually think is a... Uh, actually, they're great. The Section 133, which sadly is actually where I think we watched last year, um, no, it was the other side. That was 114. But it's in the corner where you get a great angled view of the game and you're on Eagle's side. It's row one, so seats eight and nine. So you're literally in the front row. Yeah. Guess how much each ticket costs. I know you could see it. Before you even look, I was going to say a lot less than that. <laughs> yeah, no. Somebody is asking for $124,500. I was going to say like a solid five grand, but like no. even the average. You want to see the cheapest? The cheapest that you can get for, there we go, for two tickets is eighteen grand. That is ridiculous. Because they don't really do much in the top sections. And if they do, that you have to like. Fight, like get lucky because there's not as many listings as up for sale. I keep an eye on it daily 
just to see if something comes up because then you have to contact them. Then you got to do the exchange. Mm-hmm. I also would probably need to take out a loan because while I have that type of money, that's saving me from being homeless. Pretty much, yeah. I, Dude, either we need to become actual beat reporters for the Eagles and get into the press box Ooh. every game. Unfortunately, can't, I would get, love to can't, be an can't tailgate. Well, you can tailgate with them, but yeah. you can't get hammered either. I, that is one thing. I know we're getting way off track, but I don't really care at this point. I would love to be like a announcer or commentator, especially like even if it was uh, what is um, even for football, hockey, hockey. I wouldn't be able to follow well, but um, baseball. But more importantly, I would love to be like a ring announcer for like a mixed martial arts event huh. and just scream my head off. Be like Joe Rogan? Nah, nah, nah. Bruce Buffer or Mike Buffer? Oh, okay. I want to be yelling out, it's time. Like, are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rumble? Let's get ready to rumble. Like that. But I want to be more like Bruce Buffer where I scream like bloody murder, like you're about to go to war. Yeah. So I'm going to look into that a little more. I don't think it's going to lead anywhere, but I would love to try. <laughs> if anyone wants to give me a shot, I'd love to go for it. That is true. Like, Help me out. We, we are, we're here for uh, capitalism and self-improvement. So if you I'm got... here to do free work. Okay, let's not go that far, <laughs> right, Bill? Because maybe you're good at it, and then you're stuck in the free work. Eh, yeah, that's fair. Um, mo- right, back to, tri- back yeah. to reality. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, there goes gravity. Nope. Um, going back into it, kind of sticking with some football, there was some yes. pretty decent-sized news on injuries. Um, we're going to slowly start ramping up into more football news as yeah. you know we get, we're now getting as into the, season the, picks the up. last month until football is – the last month of no football, um, official football. We will have preseason and stuff like that, and – I'm a big fantasy guy. I know Bill's going to try and start getting into it. Yeah, I know we just talked a about lot that of, before it started. A lot of people are interested in fantasy football. It's just a fun overall time. So we're going to start incorporating some updates. Um, try to get as much as we can um, within the podcast. But, you know, there might be some stuff we miss. You might, you can yell at us at AB Sports Media on Please. Twitter or uh, yell at us um, at our email, Bill and AJ Media at gmail.com. Please. Uh, always love a good yell uh, from our fans. It means that you're there and you care. Um, but so we have the Seahawks, who were looking like an absolutely dominating um, powerhouse of like an offense. Um, they recently just drafted Jackson Smith and Jinba for the wide receiver. They drafted a running back, uh, Zach Charbonnet, um, who's kind of like a, a powerhouse uh, power back um, to kind of go with Kenneth Walker, who was a stud last year, especially as a rookie. Um, but unfortunately, both Kenny Walker and Zach Charbonnet are hurt. Um, and they're okay. out for their foreseeable future. Um, not not looking too good, especially for, um, you know. But th- th- Kenneth, we already know what he's got. So it's kind of easier to be like, all right, well, when he gets back, he's just going to plug and play. Yeah. But Zach, being a rookie, kind of being hurt and missing all those preseason snaps, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be kind of rough for him to get into it. So hopefully he has a, a, a quick – recovery um because he was one of the running backs that a lot of pe- fit, like fantasy people and even just like f- football analysts were really intrigued to get into um sticking on the running back side no official news is announced yet but dalvin cook is looking like he's really going to go with the jets okay Aaron Rodgers has has sung praise to them he went on a visit 
Um, the head coach has explicitly said that after his visit, he's now a truther. He's now all aboard the, the Dalvin Cook train. <laughs> um, so it's looking like it'll be the, the Jets. Um, unfortunate for you, Brees Hall, fantasy owners. Um, but Dalvin Cook on the Jets, that team's going to be disgusting. But someone's like, wow, this is sounding like the dream team that'll just go about like 7-9. <laughs> so let's hope they don't go 7-9 because that they were a fun team to watch last year, and they were just a QB away from like making a yeah. decent playoff push. And I know that one of our other friends um, is a big Jets fan and a sorry Dolphins fan friend. Um, but you guys are going to have a fun, fun competition. That they are. Um, but we're going to go on a, a sadder note, going back to baseball. Because the Phillies can't get out of their own goddamn way, Bill. No, no, they can't. They they win a series against Baltimore, the Yay. Orioles, who is like who has the best record in the AL, I believe. I don't know if they still do. Um, I know they I know they angle. did. Um, and then they just completely shit the bed against the the Pittsburgh Pirates, who I don't know how we yep, lose. Orioles the are still ahead. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. Well, it it does, and I'll explain a little bit more now. Um. Phillies are, they're built for the fact that they'll out-hit you. They're built on the, the sense that we have a lot of fantastic, fantastic hitters, and we're all about, you know, as most, as most runs as we can produce in any given game. The problem lies is the fact that, with that being said, we are in the, the best technical-sounding team. Yeah. Um. Too many dumb errors, and Trey Turner, as much flag as he gets, um, he's still part of those errors. He actually, I don't, Bill, if you can look this up for sure. me, I think he might he might have the most errors on the team. Uh, who with, again? Uh, Trey Turner. Trey Turner, okay. Which is not good, especially for someone who just got an 11-year contract of like 300-plus million, and he's supposed to be the shortstop of, of the Philly future with Bryce Harper. Um, it, th- like... If you're going to be an offensive-minded team, then the Bats have to stay alive throughout the whole time. And if they don't stay alive the whole time, then you're going to have to rely on the defense that isn't really there. I'm not going until 2021. Sorry, um, I'm still. But that's not all the issues either. The The other issues is just dumb mistakes. Like, So they, the, the game they had yesterday, Alrighty. they had – 13. Yeah, he, they have thir- he has 13. He has the most, right? Yep. Yeah, he's the most. And that's not – you're a shortstop who just got big, big bucks. And, like, not only are you having, you know, hitting woes, like, now you're going to have – now you're, we brought you in, like, as a talented shortstop who can hit. Like, he was also known to be a very good, like, fielder, and now he's just not that either. I think it's the Castellanos-type treatment he's getting. Um, I think that, like, what Castellanos was last year where he was there – but like especially in the playoffs, everyone was like, "God damn it, Cassianos! Like, pick it up!" And then now he's had he's having a phenomenal season. Unfortunately, Trey Turner does not have the luxury because where Cassianos got a four year deal, Trey Turner got an eleven year deal with more money. So we need to start picking it up a little bit. But the other issue is that going back to what I was alluding to earlier is they um they had this 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 play where it was it was um one out, man on second and third, and it was uh. I believe it was still a tie game at this point. Um, fly ball out to right field. The guy has a cannon, so if you're, if you're going to hold him, you're going to hold him. I get that. He throws home, 
and you're like, all right, well, he held him. He didn't he didn't run him. It was Bryce Harper at third, who's pretty quick, but the guy did just hose, like, hose it all the way to home. It was like a one-hopper. It was a crazy throw. And all of a sudden, you see Alec Baum is pretty much standing right next to Bryce Harper, meaning he has to run all the way back to second because now he's caught in la-la land. The catcher, all he has to do is run at him, then throw the, throw the second as well. And when they throw the second, Bryce Harper runs, and then he gets caught at home, and Alec Baum doesn't move over to third. And it's stupid little mistakes in baseball that will always kill you, no matter how good of a team you are. That's where that's where the saying, like, doesn't matter how good you are, like, even the, the worst team can be the best team in baseball. It's because some teams just, like, those are, those are the days you're going to have sometimes. But the Phillies, it's not just sometimes with those games. It's a lot of times. Yeah. And normally they can out-hit their way. They can kind of come up with those big plays. But just like I was alluding to earlier, if the bats aren't on, then you're screwed. And you're going to look like even – like the only reason they didn't look dumb in like the, the, the most recent stretch up until now is because they hit the way out of it. And everyone's like, oh, well, they won. It's an ugly win, but they won. Now there's just ugly losses, and there's just it's going to compound. And uh, even though this is sounding like a dreadful notion, like it's, it's definitely not a good look to be in, we're still first place for the wild card, so we're good there. But these things can't – like in playoffs, the whole reason we had that run is because we were the better team with the better defense, with the better hitting and the better pitching. Like that kind of stuff needs to get fixed. And it's, it is a little jarring, especially getting into August towards when it's like your, the, the home stretch, but – it's just stuff that really pissed me off. Um, and another thing that pisses me off is I don't understand why they don't let Bryson Stott hit against lefties. It doesn't make sense. He is your best hitter, statistically your best hitter, and because of analytics of lefty on lefty, you don't play him. You play Josh Harrison. That shouldn't <laughs> be an issue. If you're like, It's one thing if he's batting like 230, 240, and you're like, all right, well, lefty, lefty, that's it. But, like, he's not. He's one of your best hitters, and you consistently do this, and every time you do this, the the lineup is just worse, worse off, every time. So the idea that you should run your ball club off of pure analytics is really dumb to me. I like the idea of analytics being there, but I don't like the idea that you need to base all your decisions on it. There's a lot of things in baseball – that are just traditionally game sense feel of it is is for instance he the last yesterday too he took out the guy who had a scoreless five innings on seventy seven pitches and he probably took him out because of statistics because he's like oh well got to keep him safe for like you know down the road or oh, sounding like Lisa Simpson right now it's 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 that's like those things will help you in smaller decisions but in big decisions with a guy who's throwing a no hitter. And a guy who is a great hitter, and you're going to put him away, uh, put him on the bench because he's facing lefty. Those things that another there are other dumb things that'll add up, and just it's it's stupid. It's really it stupid. And even though we're still in a good place, there's things like this that really make me worry for the playoffs. Tell me how you really feel. Re, re, yeah. <laughs> I was just looking at stats, too. Bryson Stodd is the team leader with a batting average of .306. Yeah. But on base percentage, though, is Brandon Marsh at .365. Exactly. Represent. And he's, Bryson he, Stodd so, has 118 hits, too, so cool. When we uh, when we traded for uh, Brandon Marsh, we traded him for his defense. We didn't yeah. trade him for his, his hitting. So that for him being number one OBP on the uh, Yeah, that's team. pretty good. Yeah, his fielding is good, too. 
Uh, what was I going to say? All right, on to more news that we have. We are going to start off with some Vroom Vroom racing. Vroom Vroom. Because we are actually at the summer split. Basically, Formula One takes like two, three weeks off after the Dutch Grand Prix. Oh, sorry. After the Belgian Grand Prix. And then they, they're not allowed to do anything. So during that time, you won't hear any really crazy Formula One news like about the cars or anything. So this is the last time we're going to talk about it for right now. I'm going to say it's not much different except for like one racer that I'll get back into. Um, so yeah, Max is winning the whole thing. We already know that. Hooray. Um, he's just, he's just on a league of his He's own. on a whole different level. He has a shit ton of points. It's not coming back. Um, but I will say this cause I missed out on last week too. The Hungarian Grand Prix and the Belgian Grand Prix came up recently. And I will say Lando Norris is doing a lot better. He's been in the top 10 a lot more frequently in the Belgian Grand Prix. Um, he was seventh, but in the Hungarian, he got second. So good for him. Um, Daniel Ricciardo did make his debut back in uh, Formula One. And on the Belgian, oops, sorry, Hungarian Grand Prix, he ended up in 13th. And Belgian Grand Prix, he ended up in 16th. So he needs to shake more of the rust off if he can. Because if he can't, he's going to be back where he started. I know he's uh, filling for Nick DeVry, so we'll see how he goes. But, well, I'm not really going to... Hold it. The next race that we'll have, it's the Dutch Grand Prix, which, you know, everyone that is a Verstappen fan is from the Netherlands, so Dutch. And he's that's probably going to be wild, full of Max Verstappen stuff. Oh, my God. You know, wild. I think I have a hoodie wow. of me somewhere, I think. Um, but, yeah, that's way down the line. So, Formula One for right now, we're going to take a break from. We're not going to talk about it too much. But that is your Vroom Vroom update. Going down to the Philadelphia Union, that's in the League's Cup, and that's what I couldn't figure out yesterday, our last episode, regarding Club Tijuana. Um, they had, were in their match day, so that was before the round of 32. They're, uh, they beat Tijuana 3-1, to Tijuana got a red card, and then they played Queratoro. I think I said that right. If not, I'm sorry. Uh, that was match day 2 of 3, which they also won 5-1, to so they were absolutely killing it. They'll be playing... August 3rd at a time to be determined against DC United for the League's Cup. So that's going on right now for Union Soccer regarding the League's Cup. Regarding overall standings, they are still in third uh, with be, uh, with a record of 12 wins, 7 losses, 4 draws, a total of 40 points. New England is above them at 43. Nashville's under them at 38. So they have a little bit of a buffer room between third and fourth, but needs a lot of good goals to get from third to second. So hopefully they keep playing how they are and they will get back into the playoffs. Moving on from that, we're going to get into some mixed martial arts and boxing. We're going to start with a couple of different events that happened this weekend. You had uh, UFC, you had PBC, Premier Boxing Champions, um, and we have some fights coming up this weekend too as well. Uh, first and foremost, we'll get boxing out of the way. We had Earl Spence versus Terrence Crawford. That was disturbing to watch, to say the least. It was an absolute bloody beatdown. Um, these don't happen often where you're looking at the scorecards and you see... When you when it comes to boxing, everything's on a base of a scorecard of uh, 10 points. 10 is the highest you can get. Normally, you'll see rounds that are 10-9 where one fighter edges the other one and it's pretty good. 
if you see a 10-8, you know that means some shit went down. It's not a great round for you. And not the end of the world. You can come back. Uh, yeah, uh, what is it? There was a 10-7 round at one point for, uh, what's it called? Terrence Crawford absolutely beating the living crap out of Earl Spence. They should have pulled the fight earlier because of how much he was getting beaten. That's still an issue when it comes to mixed martial arts and boxing to this day. You need to know when to throw in the towel. It's not worth having your fighter get extra damage. Yeah, he was unbeaten, but it doesn't matter. You don't put somebody through all that just to get their ass handed to him. So, um, what is it? Uh, Terrence Crawford now is the undefe- or he's undefeated three-division champion. Now he's the undefeated four-division champion. I don't know where he's going next. There's not a lot going on uh, regarding boxing at that point. I'm still waiting to keep an eye on the Ngannou Tyson Fury fight, but that's one part of boxing that we have. The second part of boxing that we have is this weekend on August 5th. Yes, at, uh, what is it now? At 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. This is going to be on ESPN's pay-per-view, or I think it's on uh, Danzen as well. This is going to be a 10-round cruiserweight fight. Uh, Cruiserweight is, uh, or technically it's a catchweight, at 185 pounds. At the American Airlines Center in Dallas on Saturday, August 5th, Jake Paul is currently 6-1 with four knockouts, and I never knew this. He's from Cleveland, Ohio. That answers a lot of my questions and opinions <laughs> on him now a lot more and nate diaz this will be his pro boxing debut uh nate diaz is probably one of the most prominent non-champion mixed martial art fighters that there are um he is one of the very few people to beat conor mcgregor he is also fought tony ferguson uh which i'll get back to later he is also um Fought Jorge Masvidal, Leon Edwards, uh, Benson Henderson, a lot of very high-level mixed martial artists. But now we're going to see how he does in the boxing game. Honestly, I'm not really sure how this is going to go. Nate has always and will always have a hell of a chin. It's never gone away. His body has just been worn out with scar tissue, so he may bleed a lot. But this is 10 rounds of boxing, so that's about, I think each round is two and a half minutes or three minutes each. Yeah. So it's about 30 minutes or uh, 23 and a half minutes. I don't think Jake Paul has ever gone that far in a distance fight, so he may have to be prepared for the cardio of this and maybe going to decision. Nate does have the most unorthodox one-two I have ever seen, and I know it works because it has stunned and finished Conor McGregor with it. Not that we finished him via rear naked choke, but the one-two got him to the ground. He also stunned the ever-living shit out of Leon Edwards with a beautiful, very fast one, too. And I saw that live and lost my damn mind. I was also losing my damn mind because I wanted him to win, and I had money on it, but not the point. <laughs> um, so that's something that uh, Jake will probably have to keep an eye on. But, Nate, I am rooting for you always and always will be. You are still one of my favorite fighters to watch. He ended his career in mixed martial arts against uh, Tony Ferguson, and that was a fantastic ending to him. Hopefully, this just adds a little more money to his uh, pocket, and he calls it a day. All righty. Last but not least, we had a event this weekend, and my God, what a weekend that was. That was a oh, past event. Come on, UFC website. Work with me here. 
Uh, UFC 291, uh, Dustin Poirier versus uh, Justin Gaethje 2. This was at the Delta Center in Salt Lake City, Utah, which I'll bring back up a reason why later. Um, this card was bananas. It held up to every little bit that it wanted to be of being an absolute dogfight. There was knockouts everywhere. Um, there was wild shit going on towards the end. Um, overall, a fantastic, fantastic card. If I remember correctly, there's two, hang on, two, 11 fights on this card. There was two fights that were canceled. I'll get through them real quickly, at least one of them. Out of those 11 fights, though, only four of them were uh, to the decision. So seven of them were knockouts or submissions. It was, it, was a, it was a good one. Um, going to really just, the prelims, the only one I want to bring up, uh, is Roman Kapilov versus Claudio Ribeiro. I have never seen a head kick go so fast. And Claudio, unfortunately, uh, took a foot to the face. And it was not sexy for him. Uh, he got quite literally knocked the fuck out. You got knocked um, the fuck out. Basically, Roman stepped in. And it caused Claudio to throw a hook. And right when he did, he threw a head kick, as I said. And he just dropped dead. But he's good. He's alive. No fight in the night for that. Or, uh, or performance in a night for that. That's Really? Why. Yeah, I'll get through it later. But otherwise, though, a um, couple other submissions, knockouts during those uh, cards. Um, what is it? Gabriel Bonfim, uh, 1 minute and 13 seconds in, got a sub. Good for him. And we're going to go right into the main card because there's a lot of things that we have to go through with this on where they go. I'm going to save. I'm going to go out of order uh, for the most part, uh, except for the main event. I'll talk about that at the end. The heavyweight bout, I'll get to second to last. So I'm going to jump around. Uh, first fight on the main card was Kevin Holland versus Michael uh, Chiesa. Uh, Kevin Holland came out. And actually had a full camp where he had a wrestling coach, apparently, and it paid off. Michael tried to do some takedowns. Did not work. Michael has not fought in a couple years, so he was not prepared for the long arm of the law that is Kevin Holland. And got striked out, got kneed in the face. And as Kevin does, when he sees somebody's down, he goes to a darts choke to finish, and that's what he did. Uh, he got performance in a night for that. Kevin Holland is finally ranked again. Um, he is now, if I remember correctly, going to be ranked number 12 in the welterweight division. He was originally ranked in the middleweight before moving, uh, down to welterweight. So very happy for him. He's probably going to take number 12. If Ian Gary wasn't fighting, I would love to see them two go at each other. Unfortunately, Ian does have a fight coming up, so I don't know where Kevin's going to go next. Maybe fight Neil Magny. That may be a good move. Maybe, uh, no, Vincent Luque, uh, Luque is fighting Rafael Dos Anjos, so we're going to skip that. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Kevin gets a, a fight soon. He didn't take much damage, so his turnaround should be pretty quick. Next up, the veterans, and I mean that with old age. Lightweight bout, Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. So, the fight before this one with Tony Ferguson versus Michael Chandler before he got violently knocked out. Tony looked great. He actually looked like he had pep in his step. He still had the speed. He still had the moves. Um, not, no, not tonight. <laughs> um, he was definitely slowed down. He's definitely 
Tony needs to retire. I think everyone agrees with me on that. I hope to God everyone agrees, unless they want to see a man in his uh, 40s really just want to get beat the hell up. Bobby was too quick. The Philly shoulder was really working. And it doesn't mean that Tony didn't have a chance. Tony actually stunned Bobby a couple times, too. But the big thing, though, is with all that damage that Tony has taken, basically the way I see it is your fight IQ is still there. Your strength may still be there, but your reaction and your speed is gone. You may realize, like, oh, I'm going to throw this one, too, right now. But by the time you actually throw it, Bobby has already slipped it and then thrown three at you. It's a shame. The last thing, though, is I, this man's style of fighting is not, as I would love to put it, not here for a long time, but a short time. Yeah. Um, his style is to go in trade bloody war and have the durability, which he does. Did. Did. Um, unfortunately, at this point, though, it just does not work that way anymore. He has been subbed his last two fights. He literally passed out. And this one, he did not tap, so he went into a, uh, what's it called? He blacked out. The ref stopped it. He's okay. But, you know, I think, honest to God, they really should not have Tony fighting anymore. Commend him, though, for uh, for just, you know, not tapping, just being like, if you're getting me, you're getting me. You know yeah, I mean? he'll fight to the death, literally to the death yeah. about it. But he, I, I think he needs a serious medical mental evaluation. Because he, it's just not good. Anyway, moving on. Um, going to the co-main, because this one I is big. It's big news in that sense of what happened. This co-main was a light heavyweight bout. Um, John Blahovich versus Alex Pereira. This fight, everyone expected an absolute war. It didn't turn out the way that everyone thought. It was more of a war of attrition. This is where the altitude took effect majorly, though. So this was in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, so the elevations up there it does tire out people more. And this was the fight where you saw it the most. Yeah. Um, John Blahovich took down Alex Pereira in the first round, stood on his back, really tried to tire him out. It actually didn't work out the best for him because it tired him out more than anything else. But for Alex, this was a great showcase for him, though. He was able to have better ground control or ground game to able to get up, get out of those sticky situations that he's not used to because he's only seven and two, two at the time of this fight. He's only had nine professional fights. He has no real serious groundwork that he has because he's always been a kickboxer, which is also a problem for him. And what I mean by that is the way he fights is like a kickboxer. He'll throw his combos, wait, and then throw again. The problem that he was having is a very low output when he definitely could have took advantage of John Blahovich's gas tank being depleted. I know John has the power to knock him out, but he also has to realize he was very close to losing. Um, this was a split decision win for Alex, which is great. I'm glad that he won. He is now, he's actually ranked two in the UFC, uh, UFC's light heavyweight division. Is that what they're going to give him? I don't know. It's, the website has a two there, but the rankings aren't updated, so we're going to go with the two. All right. But it doesn't matter. So here's the thing about this fight, though. This is part one of the lightweight title bout now. Alex won, and Jamal Hill, the current champion, had to vacate his belt due to a uh, tear in his Achilles. Oof. So, yeah, that's a shame. Jerry Prohaska, the former champ, 
who also had to vacate his belt due to a, uh, I think it was a dislocated shoulder, is now returning soonish. Enough where he could still, you know, get his healing and Alex will heal up. And they will be fighting for the light heavyweight belt. I don't know when. We don't know when. It's going to happen. The only reason why we know it's going to happen, Magomed Ankalaev, which is another light heavyweight at rank two, based off the UFC rankings website, will be fighting Johnny Walker, who's rank six. So, we know Alex Pereira versus Jerry Prohaska is going to be a fight, and that's going to be a fucking war. Because that guy, Jerry, scares me like no other person alive. <laughs> that man nearly froze to death on the mountain meditating. He doesn't care. He will, and he, he does not care. He's scary. But in the most amazing way. Huh. That man will fight through hell and back because he wants to. Nobody wants to fight Alex while standing because Alex is a tall, high-level kickboxer that is um, a double champ in kickboxing. Al, uh, Jerry's probably going to go, okay, cool. I'm going to test my test my medal and stand with him and fight him. And honestly, I think he has a hell of a chance because he will have a higher output than Alex. That's my thought on it. But we'll see how it goes once that fight actually comes around. Um, all right. Lastly, the heavyweight fight. Derek the Black Beast Lewis versus Marcus Marcos Rodrigo de Lima. I got to be real. I missed this fight. Really? You know why I missed the fight? Why'd you miss the fight? Because the fight was over in 33 fucking seconds. <laughs> I looked down at my phone right when it was about to start because I assumed nothing was going to happen. Marcos came out, and I know you can't see me, but had a very wide guard. He left his chin open. Derek went balls to the wall, ran up, and did a flying knee. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, That's I, at the beginning of the first round. Literally two seconds, he pulled a Masvidal, ran up, flying knee, dropped his ass, and started wailing on him. Couldn't get out of the uh, area, couldn't defend himself, had no idea what was really going on. And he won in 33 seconds. I saw yeah. I saw the uh, the interview with Joe Rogan. He's like, "Did you have uh, any idea that you were gonna come out with a flying knee?" He's no. like, "Hell no, bro. <laughs> Hell no. I, I, didn't know I was just about. I was just like, I'm just gonna throw this out there and see if it works." Yeah. <laughs> his his after fight interview was hysterical. Yeah, I'll get back to that in a second. Lewis was on a three fight losing skid. He was also on his last fight of his contract, which is also very important too. So we'll see where Lewis goes next. But honest to God. He has an opportunity now with not the UFC, but with the PFL. Because, let's say they bring him over. And he they, um, and they could do this right away. Because the heavyweight division in the PFL is kind of weak. Mm -hmm. um, he could fight Nganu. Ooh. Now, they fought before. It was a terrible fight. Yeah. Like, it wasn't because they were too afraid of each other's power. Honest to God, at this point, I still think Nganu takes it. But... Derek Lewis gets no matter what a minimum of two million dollars to fight, crazy. and that man has all been about the money. So I would hope that he would consider that. I know the UFC's been good to him; they'll probably still give him a good contract. But if he wants to make money, I think the PFL may be a move. Now I do got to say because I forgot to bring this up: when he won, he lost his goddamn mind, took off his pants. Started dancing, um, doing all this shit because of his most iconic moment when his balls were hot. Yep. And made everyone love, fall in love with Derek Lewis again. And that is why he is still one of our favorite heavyweights. 
And now on to the main event. The BMF belt, a.k.a. the baddest motherfucker belt, a.k.a. they won't make a a pay-per-view event without a belt on the line. So, this is Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje 2. The first uh, first fight went KO via Dustin. So, this one, Justin had to do a lot to come, like, a lot to redeem himself on. And he fucking did. That was a fantastic two rounds of fighting from what we saw. Justin has improved so much from when he uh, came back uh, from that loss against Dustin. This is going to kill me. Dustin and Justin. Um, <laughs> anyway, Gaethje improved so much after Poirier's, after that loss to Poirier. Yes, he still lost here or there against Olivier or anyone else, but he has overall turned into an incredible striker. Now, here's some irony, and I don't know if this is true. I want to believe it. So, the way Justin won was a beautiful head kick to Poirier. Absolutely stunned him, knocked him out cold right then and there. Herb Dean, the ref, came in with a people's elbow to save his life. Literally sliding in baseball slide (laughs) just to make sure nothing else happened to him. Here's the, the fucking wild tale of events, though. In Salt Lake City, Utah, I think it was last year, Kamaro Usman, uh, Gaethje's training partner, lost to a head kick. The exact same fucking type of head kick Mm. to Leon Edwards. And I wonder to this day, did they start training it? Did they do anything about that? Or did Justin just go, hey, my teammate lost to that. I'm going to pick that up. Yeah. Because he may have. So this puts Justin in a spot where he will probably fight for the belt again. Um, at this time in Abu Dhabi, a couple weeks from now, we have Islam Machev versus Charles Oliveira too. We'll see how that goes. Either way, if Islam wins, he hasn't fought Islam, so it's a fresh fight. But if Charles wins, then Justin gets to uh, fight one more time against Charles, and we'll see where it goes. Um, but that's that regarding last week's UFC 291. Real quickly for this uh, weekend coming up, UFC's Fight Night, Sanhagen versus Font. That is in the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee. That's going to be at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, August 5th. Uh, Corey Sanhagen versus Rob Front. I got to give props to Rob. He wasn't supposed to be fighting originally. He was actually supposed to... uh, uh, Corey was supposed to fight... um, Umar Nurgam, yeah, Nurgamadoff, and unfortunately, Umar received an injury. Other people on this card, Jessica Andre versus Tatiana Suarez, and Dustin Jacoby versus Kennedy Nez, uh, Nezchukwu. I'll, I'll let you try again. Kennedy Nezchukwu. There you go. I don't know. That's wrong, probably. Otherwise, the only one other one I want to give a shout-out to, just because he has my name, Featherweights, Billy Quarantillo versus Damon Jackson. Otherwise, that is it on the UFC currently. I will keep you all updated as shit goes down. Woo! And I will keep you guys updated on stuff that happens while we're here. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, we're saying that there was outages with the Fanatics and NFL Shop and stuff like that. But apparently, they've been canceling some Kelly Green orders due Those to bastards. not being able to fill them. Oh. But this is these are ones that are have been placed even right after the excuse me right after the 9 a.m drop but they're providing a full refund and a 25 percent off uh discount code for the inconvenience 
Oh, I'm, I'm signing up now. But fun fact, to make it even worse, the 25% discount code they provide, you cannot oh. use it on the Kelly well, Greens. Well, fuck that then. <laughs> I want it for the Kelly Greens. I feel so... so. I am offended. I am appalled. So I, I follow a lot of like... um. Not beat writers, but a lot of like you know uh, Eagles influencers like on on social media and stuff like that. One of them being, I think it's E Rock. Um, he's he was talking pretty much about how he's helping out with like you know the whole Kelly Green stuff and everything like that. And literally, the the workers have been busting their ass off oh, to yeah. make sure everything's getting like you know on time and everything. Like the pro shop at the nine a.m. drop. Yeah. Those things didn't get there until like maybe like four hours, five hours before, and then yeah. they had to like, bust their ass trying to set everything up. Nah, so. props to any like any physical store, the electric, uh, elect- or whatever you know, online store. All of them, God bless them for you know trying to get this shit rolling because it is a mess. Oh, 100 percent. Because you, they all know this is going to be a massive purchase for people oh, that yeah. they want, and it's going to outright be hard for the next couple weeks. And I know that. Oh yeah. So I'm not blaming them. The software is the issue in this case. The coupon code, though, that's kind of bullshit. That's funny. They're like, here's 25% off, but not Yeah, you for can't you even want. get into the store right now. It's crashing. Exactly. So that's going to be a few days. Uh, hopefully hopefully we can get our, our, uh, our Kelly Green jerseys. Yeah, I'll get one eventually. Yeah. But on that note, that was a... That was a pretty fun one. I yeah, think we, I think we got a yeah. decent, decent amount. And yeah. I'm excited for next week. Yeah, next week will be good. It'll be a little bit different. Um, we'll be heavily focused on soccer next yes. week. Um, that was our goal this week. But unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts on our end, sorry to our uh, co-host or guest, um, we just couldn't get it rolling this week just to do some you know scheduling conflicts. It is what it is. Um, he's fine with coming up next Monday. Um at least he better be. And he's probably listening to this now going, am I actually going to be ready for Monday? Yes, you are. Yes, you um, are. But that will be situated. But again, if you want to, please send please. us an email. Please go to BillAndAJMedia at gmail.com or our Twitter handle, AMB Sports Media. There you go. Well, and on that note, my name's AJ. And I am William. Oh. Oh. Changing it up today. You know what? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Bye. Bye. If gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. You can also text SUPPORT to 53342 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.